This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 372. How I Budget with a Variable Income by Kristen Wong of thewildwong.com. And a happy Tuesday to all of you out there in podcast land. Happy 1st of August to you as well. I am Dan, your host here on the show, and this is where I read to you from some of the best blogs on personal finance. And before we get to today's post, I want to give a big thanks to Alt-MBA for sponsoring today's episode. Seth Godin's Alt-MBA workshop brings together leaders who want to level up and make a bigger impact. They're now accepting applications for their upcoming session, and to learn more, you can come by altmba.com slash optimalfinance. That's altmba.com slash optimalfinance. And now let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. How I Budget with a Variable Income by Kristen Wong of thewildwong.com Freelancing is great, but there are some things I miss about full-time employment, like free coffee, mingling with coworkers, and cheaper health insurance, and a steady paycheck. For the most part, my income doesn't vary too much from month to month, but it does vary. Even though I have the luxury of steady work, there are still certain factors that can make my monthly income difficult to predict, like how long it takes a client to pay. Here's how I've learned to budget with a variable income over the years. I budget for famine, not feast. My hairstylist once described her freelance business as feast or famine. You can feast like a king one month and then find yourself eating ramen every day the next. You don't want to budget based on feast months because during those months of famine, you won't have enough to pay the bills. Instead, I budget for famine, meaning I budget according to my lowest paid month from the past six months. I use that amount to come up with a spending plan using zero-sum budgeting. With a zero-sum budget, you list all of your basic living expenses, budget for them, then put the excess to work, giving every dollar a specific job, whether it's paying off debt, saving for retirement, or some other goal. My famine budget errs on the side of caution, but if your income doesn't vary too much and has been fairly steady for the past year, you might just consider using your average income from the past 12 months. This way, you're sort of getting the best of both worlds. When your salary is higher than average, you can save the leftover amount. When your salary is lower than average, you can use that leftover money to pay yourself more. Don't forget your business expenses. Business expenses. I'm not just talking some notepads and pens for your home office. When you're freelance, you have to pay your taxes throughout the year. You have to pay for your own health insurance. And ideally, you'd be able to sock away some cash for retirement. And the thing is, you want to make sure you can afford all of these expenses before you pay yourself a salary. The bottom line, in order to actually create a budget with a variable income, you have to come up with a realistic number to pay yourself every month. Also, I reassess my situation every few months and adjust my paycheck accordingly in case my income has taken a hit. Beef up your emergency fund. As one financial planner suggested over at Consumer Reports, it's ideal if you can beef up the amount in your emergency fund if you plan to be self-employed. Quote, Tom O'Connell, president of International Financial Advisory Group in Parsippany, New Jersey, recommends his self-employed clients aim for an emergency savings fund that can cover at least six to 12 months of living expenses as extra protection, just in case they hit a dry spell and have no income. That's double what he recommends for clients with jobs that offer steady benefits. The worst thing you can do, he says, is dip into retirement savings or college savings because you don't have a large enough backup pool, end quote. Again, this might not be super realistic for everyone, it's hard to save that much money when you're just starting out as a freelancer. If possible, it's good to ease into self-employment with a buffer, and sometimes that means freelancing while you have the steady income of a regular job. For example, 
Before I moved to Los Angeles to pursue a writing career, I used my full-time job to save for a what-if-I-can't-find-a-job fund. A little over a year into my relocation, I completely drained that fund thanks to a tax mishap. I'm not sure what would have happened if I hadn't had that extra money saved to begin with, though. An emergency fund gives you the freedom and flexibility to make certain choices, like not giving up on your goal to be a freelancer. Separate business and personal accounts. For a long time, I didn't really see a need to separate my business and personal finances. Everything was so straightforward that it really didn't seem to matter. But as my freelance business grew, I started hiring subcontractors to take on tasks like video editing, graphics, transcribing, and so on. I also had more business expenses like software, apps, and conference fees. My situation became a bit more complicated. Now I had to worry about deductions, expenses, taxes, and paychecks. It was time to open separate accounts just for business. Here's my system. A business checking account. This is my main account to receive client payments and pay for business expenses. A business savings account. I use this to save for taxes. My personal checking account. This is where I pay for all of my personal bills and expenses like mortgage payments and groceries. My personal savings account. My emergency fund. Not only is everything separated and easier to find, it's super easy to search for tax deductions now, this system makes budgeting easier in general. I simply pay myself a regular paycheck from my business checking account every month on the same date. The money goes directly into my personal checking account. It's like getting a paycheck from an actual employer, but the employer is me. You might prefer to split your monthly payment into bi-weekly payments. I like to keep things simple, so I just pay myself once a month. This is the gist of how I budget with a variable income, but I do tweak the system every now and then to see what works. That's just kind of the nature of the business. If your income isn't steady, chances are it's going to take some trial and error and customization to figure out what works for you. If you can pay yourself a guaranteed amount every month though, it'll go a long way. You just listened to the post titled How I Budget with a Variable Income by Kristen Wong of thewildwong.com. And once again, big thanks to Alt-MBA for sponsoring today's episode. If you're looking to level up and make a bigger impact, definitely check out Seth Godin's Alt-MBA workshop. The Alt-MBA brings together two groups of over 100 leaders from a wide mix of industries and areas of expertise. Split into groups each week, you'll be surrounded by other leaders who are moving to the top of their respective fields, and you'll all be helping and supporting each other along the way. You'll have 13 projects to work on during the month, and actively learning and building habits that you can use in the real world. This isn't your typical school environment with passive learning and boring lectures. And yes, it's tough, but the Alt-MBA has a high completion rate, 96%. So come check it out. Visit altmba.com slash optimalfinance to learn more. And for special consideration, you can mention this podcast and tell them I sent you. And that does it for 372 episodes of Optimal Finance Daily. Thanks so much for listening all the way through, everybody. And I will see you again tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. 
You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.